Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. And we're going to be having another installment of the Expat Files featuring Prayag from India. So in, in, the, in these installments of the Expat Files, <laughs> we're following the journeys of, uh, of those who have moved to Germany from abroad. And uh, today we have Prayag Takar. Am I saying that correctly? Takar. Takar who several years ago made the move to India all the way to Berlin, and we'll discuss with him his experience coming to Germany and the uh, cultural shock that he might have yeah. also experienced. Full disclosure, he is a friend of mine I've known for years, uh, but we really think this will be an interesting story because uh, we've never really discussed with somebody moving from India to, right. to Europe. So I think yeah. it'll be an inter interesting uh, kind of culture clash and uh, interesting story. Yeah, I think we find in full disclosure, I've met him once at a party. Good disclosure. Yes. Let's go. Okay. This week's episode is brought to you by Koya Insurance. Of now, some more full disclosure, I've been a client of theirs even before this podcast was started. Now, Koya, they offer uh, private liability insurance, home insurance, dog insurance, bike theft insurance, anything that you'll need uh, to be covered. Um, we all know that finding an apartment, especially in a city like Berlin, is difficult as it is. Yeah. And one thing that helps you to stand out from the crowd in your application is private liability insurance. It's something that Hausverwaltungs, uh, which is a German word for uh, property management companies, and also private landlords like to see. In fact, many applications for apartment rentals will ask you directly if you have private liability insurance or not. Uh, when you do, the landlord, you know, he feels more secure because he knows if you break anything in his apartment, the window, uh, set the, you know, wood on, the wood floor on fire, mm. you know, he knows he's covered. You know, so to learn more about getting private liability insurance, please go to koya.com, that is C-O-Y-A.com, and please remember everything is in English and paperless. Love paperless. It's 2020. Yes. Time to move on. It's the future. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like always, before we get started, we have our shout-outs, our news, our general housekeeping. Right. But, you know, housekeeping's important. It's important. Yeah. Got to keep your house kept. Yeah. yeah. Got to wipe down that table. Clean so it. let's... Let's wipe it Let's down. Wipe the table. <laughs> uh, first one is Jamie from CitySTarlings.com says she enjoyed the German shuffle and can relate a lot to what we talked about. And it sounds like maybe we'll, we'll be doing some more German shuffles. I hope so. Uh, you know, maybe in the next couple of days, we'll start to hear more feedback about the shuffle. Yeah, I, I hope it's positive because I... Yeah. We really, I, I had a lot of fun recording the German Shuffle. Yeah, I hope you guys could hear. We really enjoyed the Shuffle. It was nice switching it up every few minutes to a to a different topic. Yeah. Wicka wicka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you noticed, I removed most of the times you did that in the episode. Yeah, there's a lot of those in there. Uh, sometimes I just went a little too far. But anyways. Not a fan. But yeah, let us know what you think about the Shuffle, and maybe we'll bring some more Shuffles. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in more... Um, Local news, I would mm. say thousands of Berliners were uh, had to flee their home. Okay, not flee, like calmly walk away from their homes <laughs> when they were evacuated on Saturday due to a uh, World War II bomb being found in a local construction site. Um, and it was a live bomb, if I'm remembering yes, correctly. A li live, yes, a live aerial bomb. I think it was one of those 250-pounders, those classic American 250s. Uh, <laughs> Is that a thing? I yeah, don't know. sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, they found it in a construction uh, zone, and you know they had to you know do the usual bring the bomb squad, you know, yeah. figure things out. Um, but you know this is actually not unusual news. This happens throughout Germany all the time. You, you hear about it in the news at least four or five times a year. Oh yeah, especially in, especially in Berlin, it happens. Yeah, two three times a year. Um, yeah, I, I've seen I've heard of more bomb squad in my life in the past seven years than I have ever <laughs> right? before. I saw bomb squad like a month ago outside of my kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, not weird, right? You no, know, it's just like this yeah. is what it is. I mean, cities like Berlin were so heavily bombed and about, you know, five percentage or whatever the percentage was of those bombs just are, you know, don't go Chilling. off. And they are just waiting, uh, you know, 10 meters down, waiting to be discovered, uh, hopefully not to go off. Yeah, but oh, just yeah seriously. To be no. dismantled. But anyways, yeah. interesting story. Those are the kinds of things that happen here in uh, Berlin. Yeah, for sure. Another local-ish news more news for the more, country more not local but yeah, more not national local. i'd say for, for more national news of, <laughs> of of the country of deutschland chancellor angela merkel muti attempted to tighten the current lockdown restrictions again because the situation with covid 19 and everything at the moment is not going great we're still at around 22 25,000 cases a day yeah i think not great i think today we randomly had 14 15,000 but it's it's been going, it's going up. like this, yeah, yeah up and down. Yeah, um, yeah. So she, she she tried to make restrictions further than they are now than the current um, lockdown light, as she's calling it. Right. But um, they were rejected by the German states, and as it stands now, the lockdown is active but unchanged. And and pretty much what they're saying is like, oh yeah, we just gotta continue making people social distance and everything. But clearly, it's not working. So yeah, and actually, it's weird because a few of the states they said actually they want. Restrictions lightened, right? Which makes no sense because no. while the numbers have slightly, or they, let's not say they've gone down, they just stopped going up. So they've they've you know peaked at twenty three thousand, and you know they haven't gone up to thirty thousand. So in a sense, you could say that that is an improvement because they. I guess, yeah. But, but uh, to ease rest- again, I I don't want to be in any kind of a lockdown, even if it is a diet one. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but we need these numbers to go down, or else. Uh, this it'll be instead of it's being not gonna a, stop a one month lockdown light it's gonna be a eight month lockdown light it's just yeah exactly just, I mean I, I'm definitely pro lockdown but I can also empathize <laughs> pro with lockdown. I'm pro lockdown right now I just want this thing I want it to be over I mean we did it once in the summer we're getting 200 cases a day 100 cases a day so a lot lower but I can also empathize too with people who are losing their jobs who cannot work for a long time sure. so like I totally understand it's a super hard balance to to figure out what to do and I'm really happy I'm not a politician at the moment it's rough. I mean, I mean, and I, yeah, I saw an article and Merkel said like these decisions about Corona in general have been the hardest decisions she's made in the in her, in her entirety of being a chancellor. And I mean, Merkel's seen some, she's seen some shit. Yeah. She's, she's, she's been around the block a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I think they'll reconvene at the end of the month and discuss the restrictions again. Yeah. At so. least, you know, we're, we're, we're staying distanced. Uh, we're not going out really. Yeah, yeah, we're not hanging out in big groups, um, you know, because right now in Berlin, we're allowed to have contact with one household and you're that one household. So, um, yo, uh, but um, yeah, so, I mean, we're doing our part. So hopefully other people are doing the same. Yeah. This, so this, this is the one time I get to see, you know, somebody it's on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. up? Hey, I like it. Hey, hey cheers. cheers. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and a little quick shout out to, I almost said Taco, to Talco8 on Instagram. Uh, he actually, just before we recorded here, sent us a really like an hour ago, a yeah. very nice message. Now, he is a, a, also an expat. He lives in Hungary, originally from Israel, I believe. Yep. And he said, even though he lives in Hungary, in Budapest, Bu- or Bu- Budapest. Budapest. If you want to get your Sean Connery on, Budapest. If you want to say correctly as well. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, 
But uh, he said, even though he lives there, he still enjoys the show because he says it, it, a lot of what we say apply to him yeah. and uh, apply to Hungary, oddly enough. So he's still he's still enjoying the show, even though it has nothing to do with uh, where he lives. Exactly. And, and that was kind of the hope when we made this show was um, that other people from other countries can at least relate to the, you know, the general stories that we're telling. Because exactly. I think if you live in Europe in general, the stories that we tell are are pretty similar, you know. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that it actually is is that way you know it's not we i'm gonna stop talking anyways okay i, I, um, I got stuck on a thought and didn't know where i was going <laughs> anyways uh how, how how have you been doing in this uh lockdown light since i saw you last yeah good you know it is what it is mm. um you know what can i say uh, i've been doing some woodworking projects uh you know re- refinished my kitchen island and my nice. uh coffee table they're looking a little worse for wear, so looking fresh. Did some yeah sanding and uh, some uh, new new oil on the top to, mm. to seal to water seal that bad boy. Um, and now uh, we wanted to get a new uh, kitchen table, so I'm just just gonna build us a new kitchen table. So been researching that and what what I want to do. Went to the store today to see what wood's available, and uh, we'll be doing that because it'll cost half of what it would cost to buy the thing. So cool! I'm excited to see how it comes out because when I move. We'll also need a kitchen table, and maybe I'll contract you. Yeah. Well, yours will be much nicer because you'll have more money to spend on it than I do. So <laughs> we're, we're making a uh, a very um, what's the word conservative table, if you will. You know, it'll still be nice and well done, but just more conservative and not a lot of flash. Thinking you know? of the uh, the Michael Scott table in the dinner party episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love that. Made yeah. that myself. It's like, oh. What is that, pine? <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't watch the office, sorry. Uh, yeah, cool. That sounds fine. How about you? Um, yeah, not a whole lot, like always, because there's not a lot you can do. And I can't work with wood. I mean, I, I'm sure I could, but I, I can't. I own no tools. But um, I went for a walk around. <laughs> there's a lot of weird sentences just being said. I can't no. work with wood and I don't know tools. I'm flown on my brain today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went for a walk around Schlattensee with my girlfriend. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful uh, Sunday Sunday walk up like a perfect um, autumn day. Well, Sunday it was a was a was a nice temperature where it was cold enough that you know it's autumn and you got right. you know you look you're bundled up in your jacket, but it's it's not so cold that you're uncomfortable. You know, right. it felt like one of those days where there is no temperature. You know, you have your jacket right. on, you don't feel cold or warm. Yeah. You just kind of feel like yeah, yeah. you are nice. Mm. Yeah, did that, took some photos, and then I went to work on Monday, and now I'm here on a Wednesday. <laughs> and nothing happened on Tuesday. And nothing happened on Tuesday. I'm wondering how other podcasters, like YouTube people, are thinking right now. Like, like, like if, if, they, if, if a lot of them are talking about what they're doing, it's also about the same thing. It's like n- nothing, not a lot. Uh, it depends, I guess. Yeah, it does depend. You're right. <laughs> it depends on the person, plus where they live, you know? I mean, if... Uh, you live in New Zealand, you're doing a lot because true. there's very little lockdownage going on. So That's it, mate. Um, speaking of lockdown, we are going to... Do they do mate in uh, New Zealand? I know it's an Aussie thing, but do I think that, so. does that spill over to New Zealand? Sure. We'll have to find out. Why not? Okay. We'll do some research. Um, speaking of yeah, lockdown, we're going to uh, lock down this bottle of whiskey right here into yeah. our gullets. And this is one we're actually really pumped about. Yes. Um, Jeff, do you want to tell the people why we're so excited? Well, uh, I'll say what it is first, actually. But yeah, say what it is first. So this is another Stork Club. This is our third one we've done on this show, I believe. Right. By the Spreewood Distillers. That's it. 
And this is the Stork Club Smoky Rye Whiskey. Excellent. A, what is that? Not a rye. It's a smoky, smoky rye. rye. And uh, th- this is really exciting because if you all remember... How many episodes ago? Twenty? I don't know. But just a few a few months ago, uh, one of our episodes featured us going to the to the Spreewood Distillery where they right. ma- where they make the Stork Club whiskeys, yum, beautiful, tasty German whiskeys. Um, and one thing that was not finished at the time, it was still in the barrel, still uh, aging and maturing in the barrel, was this whiskey. And what they do is they use. Um, old Laphroaig uh, barrels, which we Laphroaig is mm, excuse me Laphroaig is a a uh, Scotch which we have tried on the show and it is an amazing smoky it's good whiskey it's really good yeah yeah and um, so they take these old Laphroaig barrels and they uh, mature some of the rye in there and what is birthed is a ooh, excuse me what is birthed is a smoky, smoky rye smoky rye yeah and you know we're both rye guys. Um, anyone who's listened to us for a while knows this and uh, we both like a little bit of smokiness so this is kind of the best of both worlds and yeah so this is it's a limited release and this is batch one of 2,000 bottles which I just read in the back which is super cool oh, I didn't know that yeah me neither I, like, I literally the... just read that as I was talking oh no maybe we should buy a couple more just put them in the bomb shelter you know seriously though and it's a smaller bottle it's a 0.5 and this ran of us around 50 euro i believe so it's not cheap um but I, I, now it makes more it makes sense right now it makes sense because limited release limited release yeah and what's cool it has a little tag on here with a um with a piece of wood i guess it's from the barrel i believe yeah i, I saw one of the instagram posts it looked like they took the old uh, the barrels that the, that the this whiskey came out of, right? And they cut it up and they made these little wooden kind of like dog tag looking things that are now wrapped around the neck of the bottle. So a little, exactly. little souvenir. So that is a uh, Stork Smoky Rye whiskey, fifty percent alcohol, 0.5 thing. And I'll give you a little bit on the. No, I'll give you the back later. Actually, let's pop this bad Larry open. Let's do it. That's a cute little pup. Yeah, not the best, but I, I'll take it. It was cute. Here's mine. And it's got like a um, a lot brighter color, so I don't think this is aged super long. Yeah, it's it's, it's more of a uh, like a light yellow. It reminds me of like a lot of our Japanese whiskeys we have yeah. are a light yellow rather than a rich amber, and this reminds me of that. And the cork is actually, yeah, it's metal. It's like a pink something metal. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, you can smell you can smell the rye. You can smell the smoke. It smells good. It give us a generous pour as well. Let's go. Because you know, cheers, stork. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow, that's that's again. You you got half a second of rye, half a second of uh, a scotch. Uh, wow, that's like something you never had before. It's very different. But you know this this fits them because remember when we first had this the basic stork rye, we also said, hey, this is this is a this is these are flavors that we don't normally taste. Yeah. Like the, I think they're known for really not not doing the norm like the standard what you'd expect mm-hmm. there's there's always flavors in here that you're not expecting yeah that's um gives a great first impression i'm enjoying it it's like the jeff goldblum of whiskeys you know he seems like a guy that would always give a great great first impression right i just thought about that you would never i was thinking who gives a good first impression probably jeff goldblum right even late at night he's like he's like on the side of a road like his car broken down you would not be creeped out by him you no. know you just start talking and you suddenly you just be at ease i feel like you just compliment me right i think it's the type of guy who just give you a compliment right yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. You drive up and roll down your window. And the first thing he says is, is like, Ooh, I love that blouse. Yeah, like, just like easy like that. It's like, like, Oh, thanks Jeff. Want to come have dinner with me? Okay. Oh shit. Guys are the same name. Just thought about that too. Wow. I took, took, <laughs> it's, it's a leap. I know. Is he also a geek off? Uh, I don't know. I think he's a J. Yeah. I think it's a J. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, should we talk to Pryog? Uh, yeah, well, you know, like, so we're talking to Prague from India. One thing I should mention before we talk to him is sure. uh, years ago, I'd say 2013, 2014, I did live in India for about uh, three months for, for work. I was working on a film that was being filmed there, an Indian film, Indian production, but it had like some... Like a Bollywood thing? No, no, no. It was, it, was more, it was more of a standard Western film, but being shot in India. Oh, okay. India crew, India cast, um, but it had some German financing and, and the editing team was from Germany. Um, so I lived in Mumbai for a while, and we also lived near the set, which was in this small village in a name I can't remember at this moment. Um, but uh, had a really fun time. Um, but I'm interested to hear, hear what Prague says because you can't really get different, more different culture-wise than Germany and India. You know what I mean? I, uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, and India is a big country as well, so I'm sure three months isn't enough time to see. Oh, absolutely not. And I was working most of the time. But, right. But j- just for me, the, the the clearest kind of difference is the fact that Germans are very order, orderly, follow the rules. Yeah. Uh, whereas when you ha- when you're in India, everything is kind of chaos and much more flexible, and the, there are no written rules. It's kind of like do what you got to do, and uh, which at first is kind of scary but then you get kind of into it you know yeah, sure and uh you kind of like it in a in a sense in certain situations so okay uh, uh but anyways um let's yeah. let's let's talk to uh Prague. i think we're late on today's edition of the expat files we are here talking with Prague, who is a friend of mine as you all probably know we just mentioned that a few minutes ago and i've known him for several years he's originally from india and currently lives like us in Berlin. That's it. Uh, so, Prague, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No yeah, problem. Absolutely. Yeah, we were just talking uh, about because of Corona and the lockdowns and everything. It's been it's been a while since we've actually seen each other in person, and yeah, I feel I feel I feel badly about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't yeah. we didn't send him a whiskey to drink either. So no for the po- yeah for the interview. You know, as a matter of fact, I come from a dry state, so alcohol is banned in in my state so oh. uh, it, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so n- n- nothing you're not used to then <laughs> yes yeah, so, so, so actually that's a good place to start so where in india are you originally from so i'm originally from a state called gujarat it's a westernmost state and it's uh, bordering with pakistan mm. and it's let's say for those who know mumbai it's 500 kilometers away from mumbai and the most known fact about my state is that Gandhi was from there. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a pretty good guy to have. Uh, that, that's a pretty good, to, well-known to, to fact. To rep- represent your state. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you des- uh, decide to move to Germany specifically over like anywhere else? Because it's not, it's not like you moved from, you know, France to Germany or somewhere, even, even in the wet, like so-called Western world. So why, yeah, why Germany? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a, by degree, as a, I did a bachelor's in civil engineering, and I was pretty much interested on early on about remote sensing and geoinformation sciences. Nice. And I was looking for master programs to further study, and I happened to find one that was really suitable for myself in Berlin. So oh. yeah, 
so, that's, so, so when that's you, how I ended up here. When you were looking for master programs, you didn't really necessarily care uh, exactly where it was. You were just looking for what you thought was a good program. So the program could have been in India or in France or wherever. Yeah, exactly. So at the time, I also had a... Like I was admitted into one of the institute in India, but it was not really focused on the, the, the geoinformation part was just a component in that program. Whereas the one that I studied here was full-blown uh, remote sensing in geoinformation sciences. So yeah, it was a perfect match. And if there was like a percentage of, because moving away for anyone is obviously a difficult decision. What were you thinking more like this program is why I'm moving or was it like, 50% the program, 50% Germany, or what was the decision-making process? Yeah, also, like, so, um, program was one of the thing, and also at the time, I mean, I'm still uh, into music, but at the time I was very much into heavy metal music. Nice. And apparently all the all the great bands were always coming to Germany. Mm, and that's actually true. one of the biggest uh, heavy metal festival, Wacken, Wacken. Uh, also happens in in Germany. So right that was a pretty good reason as well. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really good reason. Yeah. I like that one a lot. <laughs> as a matter of fact, like the, the first thing I did after coming to Germany was to go and like buy motorhead tickets. So yeah, that was like first month. <laughs> nice. Were, were they, were they playing in Berlin or somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, they were playing in Berlin. Nice. Now, have so, have you been to yeah. to Wackenfest? Unfortunately, not. Like uh, ever since, like I've never managed to buy tickets. Actually, it always sells out. It's hard. Literally, in like at twelve, they opened the registration. Yeah. A year before, <laughs> as far as I know, and then they just sell out. So at like twelve oh one, they're gone. Yeah, exactly. And and like after a couple of trials, I I just gave up. Yeah. Oh man. And what what did your family think when you when you told them like, hey, I'm gonna go do a master's program all the way in Germany? You know, were, were they kind of typical parents, like really really sad to see you go and be so far away, or were they happy for you? And so it was combination of both, I guess. Like they were on one hand, they were happy that uh, I I get to study what I really liked, and on the other hand, since my my brother. He's already away from home, so uh, that uh, was a little okay. bit tough for my parents as well. That another child will be away as well, oh, and yeah. very far away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine. Like they could just see everybody just leaving, basically leaving them, but to you know, to their own devices. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So before you moved, um, did you have any like preconceived notions or impressions or stereotypes of like or pictures in your head of Germany? Yeah, and actually, first of all, had you visited Germany or Europe before before moving here? That's probably a better question, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, that was the first time, actually, I came okay. yeah. to, nice. to Germany or even stepped out of India. Oh, wow. But, okay. uh, so I, so as, when I was student, I was part of an international student or organization called ISAC, and we, we had lots of exchange students coming into our city, and I was part of this uh, coordination, coordinating these exchange students. So... I had a bit of uh, uh, exposure in this sense, like uh, I, like if the first non-Indian language uh, greeting that I learned was in Romanian, for example. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> do you remember what it was? What? Yeah, I still I, I know actually. It's called Chefac. Means Chefac. Like hello or how are you? Yeah, Chefac. Nice. Chefac. Yeah. Chefac. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. Yeah, and you and you reply with bine. 
if you are saying good. Bina. Bina. Okay. It's like beans. Yeah. Or like bueno in yeah. Spanish, you know? It's like a, yeah. or bene in Italian. Oh, yeah. Wow. Bene, yeah. yeah. There you go. Language. Yeah. So did you, did you actually meet any Germans during this exchange program? Yeah. Uh, so there was one. I, I can't uh, recall his name at this point, but there was a very funny moment because as he arrived and first week, he got sick. That's a classic trend for. <laughs> and uh, he was cooking rice, and I, I, I went to see him, and uh, he said, uh, "Is this rice cooked or not?" And I, I said, "Let me check." And then I, I, I took a spoon and just took it and put it in my mouth, and it's like, "Oh no, but that's my food." And I was like, "Okay, but if I need to check the rice." <laughs> If it's cooked or not, I need to try it somehow. <laughs> oh, he he just wanted you to look at it and be like, "Is this rice ready or not?" I don't get why he didn't know the yeah, rice probably. was there. Uh, maybe this is like his first time eating cook, cook, cooking on his own, or like first time eating rice. Just eat the rice, and you'll know if it's cooked. Yeah. It's rice. I mean, if it tastes horrible, you'll know that it's it's not cooked. If, if it's a consistency <laughs> of like sand, then it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so did, did he? What did he? Exactly. Did he throw out the rice because you would? contaminated his rice no or? no okay. he, no he just said it and then i said well you need to still cook a little bit more and it was fine but that was a funny encounter yeah because in india that would be no problem right like people are sharing food all the time nobody would would care yeah i mean maybe yeah pre-corona you know now but yeah yeah also true yeah, yeah. <laughs> so meeting, meeting these people in the exchange did you have like other like like a like a what's the word like a build like a picture, a picture. in yeah. your head of berlin of germany and yeah yeah did you know you even did you even know much about berlin before you arrived so, f funny story actually not about the city itself the the what the city is known for i was mostly focused about what i what courses i'm going to take and uh how am i going to get find an apartment and how am i going to get to university sure right but um but as a, so like first 10 days i had found a temporary apartment which was not so far from Warsawastrasse, oh, yeah. and the guy, the flatmate at the time, first day he, I asked him if he could show me to the train line so that I could go to uni. Yeah. And so he took a bit of a route to show me around. Uh, with, oh, this is the Warsawastrasse, and I was completely oblivious that this is the Warsawastrasse, like the party so, okay, central. Yeah, well, it's a bit dirty. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, it was morning. Yeah, it was early morning. Sure. So, so uh, yeah, and, and morning on Warsaw-Strasse, yeah. you have no idea that it. This is where people come to get wasted every well, Friday. Well, unless you're seeing people leaving the clubs, and uh, it smells like it's like back then, especially it reeked of pee everywhere. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you're not exactly. paying attention, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, if you're not paying attention, it's easy just to walk by it and not think twice. True. Especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a funny first day. <laughs> yeah. But but did he explain to you like that that was the place to go? No, I, I guess, like, now that I think about it, actually, he just assumed that I would know that this is the Warsawastrasse or this is the way to get to Warsawastrasse. And, like, he showed me, okay, take this train, then change here, and then you will be at uni. And I said, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> just assuming that you would just figure this all out on your on your own, even though you know nothing about the city, and how would you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably, yes. Like, it was a... Uh, yeah, that was a very in impersonal but uh, i mean whatever yeah and and th those yes. those first few weeks that you're in berlin and like you said this is your first time 
being anywhere outside of India, like what what were you thinking? Were were you were you scared at all? Were you feeling you know separated from everybody because you didn't know German? Uh, like what what were your thoughts like when you first arrived? It was pretty early, like at, I guess on, already on the second day that uh, it's much better to ask someone expressions uh, in English mm-hmm. yeah. if they speak English before just assuming and starting ask something true for direction or something that is true just scream louder yeah i mean that they respect you more if you at least plus i also think the sprechen's the english it gives their brain a chance to switch from german to english because if you just come up to a german on the street and just start saying random hey buddy no like they they (laughs) miss the first two sentences you say because their their brain's looking for german right so they kind of look at you with this look on their face like what the hell did you just say and those are the 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 two (laughs) first best sentences are specimens English. And I remember my second one I learned was Ich kann kein Deutsch, which means I cannot German. Right. And or those two sentences- I cannot speak German, uh, yeah. Those yeah. two sentences got, got yeah. me around. I was same thing for you, but those were like the, the two golden sentences I had to memorize. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Another one I, I picked up, uh, I started using was Ich bin neu here. Ah, okay, that's or, good. Like deliberately saying something wrong so that they understand that yeah. yes, he definitely doesn't know. And for right. anyone who doesn't know, that means I am new here. Yeah, but, but like you said, it, it, it lets them know, okay, don't even bother with the German. Don't assume I know anything about <laughs> this city. Like, <laughs> Don't even try, Yeah, it's not gonna work. He's kind kind Deutsch. And what did you think of, of Germans? Like in your first few interactions, were people friendly to you or were they kind of like, you know, nonplussed? With 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 uh, and- so um, yeah. In, in the first days, uh, I have to admit that um, so I uh, the universities here they when you enroll you get also the public transport ticket as part of your semester ticket. Yeah, that's nice. And yeah, so it's like ABC zone. And basically, the as soon as I got the the transport ticket, I just took a random trains and buses and. Just started exploring the city. Best like way to I do would it. Get off. Oh, that place looks nice. Or yes, uh, yes, I love, like that. I love so, that. Awesome. Yeah, I used to do the same thing back in the day. Like especially when it was before I started work and stuff, and I had more free time. Yeah, just walk to random places and just see where it takes you. Yeah, like I mean, that's I, really the best way to, to discover like what the city is all about. And hundred uh, yeah. percent, I, I still do it nowadays. I, I still do it. Uh, I did it two weekends ago. And I've been here for seven years now. It's always, you know, there's always so much to explore. Yeah. So you can keep doing it. Exactly. For for this purpose, I, I often, like if I have time, if I'm going somewhere and if I have enough time, I would deliberately take the bus connections so that, first of all, I'm above the ground and the longer connection so you get to see the different neighborhoods which change drastically from one to another true. completely different vibe true yeah and right and, and that helps you eventually determine kind of which neighborhoods you want to live in right because you you're like oh this is like my kind of vibe or this place looks kind of sketchy no thanks or you know true yeah 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 it, true so true so at university our, my master program was international so we had like uh, 14 different nationalities but uh, we did oh, wow. have a few uh, Germans as well. So they were pretty helpful in the beginning with uh, some of the administrative work or calling, I don't know, like a phone, like telephone or internet connection and all these kind of daily needs. 
they were pretty helpful and also my two flatmates were also german the second flat oh. that i got and they were both german so that helps a lot they were also yeah because in the beginning you uh, register for the insurance and banks and all that uh, letters that's coming in which you some of them you actually also have to send back yeah yeah and <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you have to somehow know what the hell it says and what you have to do with it. Yeah. That's when you're a burden yeah. of all of your German friends. Like, hey man, really sorry, but like, can you please read this mail to me and help me send it back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's always awkward because it's always like they're tired from work and it's late at night and you're walking over to them and asking them to help you with your insurance form or you know, and you always you always feel awkward doing Awful. it. But you're, but you're like, please, without you, I would have no idea what is going on. <laughs> For <yet."> sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like the one time, especially, especially as an adult, where like you cannot be reliant on yourself. You have to rely on other people, Yeah, which is annoying. And did, did you develop uh, relationships with your German roommates? Like, did you guys hang out at all or did you just stay as, as roommates? So the, the first one was uh, what's called Zweckwege, which is like a purpose wege in English, I would ah, say. Yeah, like all business. So, yeah, like you are flatmates, but... You literally, so like there was like unspoken rule in that apartment as well, that if somebody's cooking in the kitchen, you wait until they finish and then you go in. So I mean, usually in a normal WG or uh, shared apartments, yep. the kitchen is the hangout place. Right. But uh, Oh man, yeah. so that was like all, that was literally all business. You can't even just come hang out and talk to them while they're cooking their pasta or whatever. Yeah. That sounds like a super stereotypical German apartment. Yeah. Like if you think about the stereotypes of Germany and everything, which isn't true for everyone listening, but it's if, if you've never moved to Germany before, that's how I would assume Germans would do things. Right. I'm not done in the kitchen yet. You can come in when I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so that wasn't really like the best way to socialize then, you know what I mean? Like, so, because sometimes you get lucky and you can meet people through your roommates but in that situation, yeah. right, they didn't really help yeah. at all, right? Yeah. So, like, in, in terms of help, like, uh, helping with the letters and stuff, they were pretty helpful and uh, supportive. But, uh, like, the social... I mean, I also understand, like, one guy had a job which was, like, super far away. So, he always had had to wake up at, I don't know, four and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, true. God. And, and the, the other flatmate, she was doing her PhD. So, also, rarely in the apartment mostly in the library but actually by by end of like or after a few months actually we we did say okay let's let's go out and have a dinner together i mean we have been living some now six six months so uh, <laughs> let's find out what your first first so, name is just yeah. warming up getting to know each other uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's funny because yeah some of these um what was what were they called again? Zweck, uh, Vegas? Uh, uh, Zweck, Zweck Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of them. As far as I know. Yeah. yeah, that they make. I mean, some of them are just people who do not like to socialize. But sometimes it's just it's like he said, where it's just you just have a bunch of people who are so busy doing what they're doing that they just when they get mm. when they get home they don't have they don't have three hours to hang out with you in the kitchen or drink a beer. You know, like they just need to like get down to yeah. business or go to sleep or you know. So they just let you know beforehand hey if you're looking for friends this isn't the place for you because i don't we don't have time for that which i mean it's cold to, but to be fair yeah. is actually kind of a, a great idea yeah for people like that yeah yeah cool but not for him because he's and just arrived so he's actually looking to meet some people yeah, yeah. terrible idea Prayag. Yeah. 
If you have to move somewhere else, <laughs> don't it, do that again. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, though, I think it's an anomaly story for Berlin that I had that apartment while I was still in India. So, what do you mean? Like, so uh, I, I signed like before arriving to Berlin. Mm. I had actually signed the apartment without paying any oh, pre before, money what? or anything. So, so you arrived yes, locked yes. and loaded for an apartment, basically. Yes. So oh, like, that's how it turned that's out. That's lucky, like, man. That's yeah, lucky. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like 10, 10 days before my flight, um, I was sending out emails on this Vegegezuk website at the time. Yeah. And no luck. So like 10 days before, I decided to have uh, like contact one of these uh, short time one. Mm. So there was one listing for 10 days and I said, okay, I get something. I have something for 10 days and I will, once I arrive, I will try to find something else. And once I confirm with this 10 days temporary apartment and the, the lady says that, please don't cancel it because now I won't be able to find it. I said, okay, sure. No worries. Yeah. And two days later, I get a response from the second apartment for this uh, longer term apartment and say, yeah, we would like to accept you. And I said, okay, that's, that's pretty rare. I mean, I, I realized that it's rare. Incredibly rare. Here, yeah. Cause, cause most people, they want to meet their potential roommate to make sure they're not crazy, you know, before, before they lock into yeah. a deal. Yeah. Especially in Berlin where the housing market is incredibly competitive. And so they could have gone somewhere else, met the person, had them in, but they said over the internet in India, we're good for them. That, that's, yeah. I've never heard that before, ever, and actually. What, what, yeah, exactly. It's, it's an anomaly. Yeah, what, what, sure. what year did you move to uh, Germany? It was about five, six years ago, or it was? That was 2012, now oh, eight years. Eight years. Whew, man, time flies, man. Wow. I just wanted to ask, uh, how did you guys meet each other? So quick, quick sidebar. The first time we met was, was at the Iraqi embassy, remember? <laughs> Yes, we were, we were, yes. We were exploring. True, we were, were urbexing. We we're exploring abandoned buildings. Oh, I've yeah. been there too. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I have. It's been a while now. Wait, I'm so you, you were both there separately and met in, in in the Iraqi embassy. Yeah. Now, correct me because I don't really remember the details, but I remember I was there with my own group, and we bumped into this different group, and somebody in my group was friends with, I think, Ani or somebody else in your group. And they said, oh, hey, but, you know, they were friends and they started talking. Oh, it's it's blurry at this point, I have to admit. It's, <laughs> but but, but, but I, I, I do know we didn't arrive together. Like we arrived in separate groups and somehow we bumped into each other. And well, there it is, listeners. You can yeah. meet anybody anywhere, <laughs> even in the Iraqi embassy in Berlin that is abandoned. And actually, that's a good thing we should talk about is how, how were you because because, you know, your roommates aren't helping you. So how were you meeting uh, new people? Was it through like website meetups that you found online or? Uh, yeah, I, so mostly I think in the beginning there was uh, this, uh, uh, some sort of cooking uh, group on Facebook where uh, people would uh, in, offer something to cook and you go help them with either ingredients or cooking. So I, I, had been, I had been going to a couple of them. I also had invited a few people to my place. So that's how I started actually socializing because I have to admit that I'm not super much into clubs and all. So that was not really my thing to go and meet people. Right. At bars and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to meet so people. Mostly it was like these activities. 
Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to meet people because um, an episode, whatever, I talked about when I first moved, I was going to bars and trying to meet people, but I met absolutely nobody. And uh, of course, it's really frustrating, but that's a good way for I have a common interest, especially if I was on that group and I saw someone from India was here, I'd go to your place to eat some of your Indian food because it's hard to get decent Indian in Berlin, I think. Is it hard? Is there good Indian in Berlin? Not so many, actually. Okay, so I was Although right. I have, I have, yeah. Like recently, I did come across one which serves the street food and they do a pretty decent job. But uh, yeah, there are not so many places. Yeah. And side note, Prayag makes amazing Indian food, amazing vegetarian Indian food. Yeah. You heard and it here I, first, everybody. Indian food, I found, is one of the few types of food that I can eat all vegetarian for days and weeks and it doesn't i don't miss the meat you know what oh, I mean? for sure like, yeah, like yeah. i find it super filling and tasty whereas there's certain other kinds of foods that without the meat it i don't know i'm still hungry an mm-hmm. hour later you know what i mean so yeah I, I know what you mean yeah yeah that's good actually that's actually a good transition too wow our transitions today are on point so far spot on yeah. spot on so <laughs> we, we, we we've talked about how language is culture and food is culture so what we're this is a very big, probably loaded question, but what were for you the biggest cultural differences going from India to Germany? Yeah, the, the one thing I brought up as just as just naming one difference, at least from what I saw from the time I was there, yeah. was you have Germany, which is very like strict, controlled, follow the rules, kind of like Germans love things wrapped up in a neat little bow, that sort of thing. But you go to India, things are much more flexible, chaotic. Mm. Uh, but I told him in a good way, like in, a, in, a, in a, maybe in, a, in the beginning you miss the rules, but then eventually, you're, <laughs> but, but eventually you like the fact that you can just like get things done really quickly. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, yeah. I want to hear your what, what was the biggest yeah. like some of the let's say three or four biggest cultural differences that you that you found. So like the, the first one, I mean, because my first interaction or major interaction was in university, so calling professors by name that was really awkward and also so in in german there is you have this you as do and right. z as honorific you and like i would always okay most of the program was in english so it was fine that you get along with you but like professors say yeah, you can call me fran or whatever the name was and i was like no i i really cannot write an email <laughs> hi frank yeah. Because it's just like, it just doesn't come out. Like, uh, I think. Um, I love that. I really like, cannot I do guess, this. <laughs> yeah. Like in uh, in India, as well as I, I know uh, that in many Asian cultures that like teachers or elders, you by default go uh, go to like this honorific right. form like, of like talking. Very formal, and, like always Mr. or Sir or that kind of thing. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was a tough one in the I mean, I still cannot like my, my I have, like recently I had a German teacher. She was like well, well in her sixties, and she said, hey, "You can call me do." And I said, I, I, "It's really hard for me <laughs> to." So it, it's it's that deeply like the, it's that like ingrained in you that you just can't you can't do it. Yeah, crazy, cool. Yeah, like it it just happens automatically. Z. I mean, it's also weird for me because I know um, uh, back in school, high school, etc. Like you always called them. Mr. Hubbard, Mrs. Whatever, like if they said, "Hey, call me Bob," like I wouldn't be able to do it, like because it just, ah. it, especially as like a sixteen-year-old to to talk to a forty-year-old and just say like, 
So, Bob, here's my homework. It's it's bizarre. You know what in, I mean? In my school, we called all of our teachers by their first names. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. In where we, I, we, every quick, school quick, I went to school, you know? Oh, every school I went to in California, it was very much, yeah, you have the respect, you know, and not like crazy, but yeah, it's like they are yeah. schooled and they're older and they're mature and you're not. So you just give them the Mr. or the Mrs. or the Sir or whatever. So, so, so probably since, since you're on our podcast, I would prefer if you call me Mr. Alex. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> feels more at home. Like yeah, yeah, it feels much more at home, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want to make you feel comfortable too, you know. So. <laughs> uh, do you have any other like big, big uh, cultural differences that you've uh, experienced? Uh, yeah. The, the, also, another thing was like going to doctors. Yeah. I found it like it's training. I mean, it's, it's really like you have to wait for like literally if you, if you don't have an appointment, let's say you got sick and you don't have an appointment. Uh, first of all, you you shouldn't get sick on the weekend. True, don't right. do that. That's a rule. Especially a su- <laughs> especially a, a, a Sunday. If it's a Sunday, you're you're screwed. You have nothing. There's there's nothing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's a rule. You, yeah. It's a rule. You cannot you can't get sick on you can't yeah. get sick on the weekend. That's I would it. I would not be surprised if the German Constitution did not say you cannot get sick on weekends. I think it does. It probably does. I'll yeah. look that up. I'm pretty yeah. sure it says that. Yeah. It would. I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and and like then you end up waiting like uh, at least two hours and to a regular doctor. And if you if it's an emergency, you really have to go to the hospital or something. Right. Then like, you may end up literally waiting for four or five hours until they have time for you. So yeah, that was a super like how can how can it be so difficult to maybe there are less doctors or not? But this was like a, sure. So so the service in India is much speedier than if you want to see a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of all the... I mean, you know how it is living in Germany. Anytime you want to do anything, there's a huge ball of bureaucracy and forms and fill this out and stuff to do stuff, which I know in India, things are happen much more quickly. You know what I mean? Like, did that frustrate the hell out of you when you first moved here? Um, so luckily, I, I, I didn't have to because like main point of concern would be like... Uh, opening the bank account and uh, doing the university registration and extending the visa. But luckily, my university had an international support program. So at least in the first year, I didn't have to go through much of the hassle, Mm. except for once I I had to send some sort of uh, letter back to insurance. uh, And apparently, I had ignored that letter. Uh, so then I had to do a lot of rounds to their office in order that well, please don't charge me so much. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I think we've we've all been there. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to. No, I think we can do one more question. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You, you let me finish my sentence. Sorry, I'm. Ooh, sorry. I was going to say we have to grab some ice cream later, but you know, oh, let me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I made an assumption about what you were going to say. You, you did. Um, so, I don't know. You asked the next question, actually. <laughs> mm, excuse me. One interesting thing is, so like, you know, it's no secret. You're, you're dating a, uh, a German woman, right? And I think that's an interesting thing people would want to hear is, yeah, so how was it, you know, once things got serious and, you you know, you start dealing with her family and stuff, you know, because, of course, you know, you're a non-German and, you know, uh, some 
some some German families they they don't have really experience with their daughter dating an, an expat or right. somebody who doesn't speak German, especially like, non European as well. So it's even further away. Right. So I'm kind of curious, like how did those yeah. first experiences go with, with her family? Um, surprisingly smooth, actually. Oh, nice. Um, it's good to hear. I was That's a bit, nice. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and also like at some point, um, my parents also visited here, and yeah, I mean, it was pretty smooth. It was. Zero friction. So even with even with the la- <laughs> even with the language barrier, there was really not a whole lot of problems. Uh, things still they, they were fine with it. They weren't. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, of course, language is the barrier, but uh, like you know, hand gestures are a pretty useful thing. Yeah, and also, true. If I'm around, then I will do a bit of translation. So, so it, yeah, it, it was surprisingly uh, smoother than really expected. Prayag, we, we, we need some drama here. We need some more drama. It can't be smooth. <laughs> I, I, know, I know, I know. No, but actually, I, th- I was just thinking. I, I, I think this is actually good because it's actually awesome to hear. Yeah. There's, there's probably a lot of people who are worried about mm-hmm. dating Germans and they're worried that it's going to be awkward and their family's not going to accept them. So I think that's actually good for some people to hear that actually. To date, to date Prayag's girlfriend? No, 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 no. That, that's good to hear that, that if they want to date a German, that they might not, there might not be uh, an issue as they, right. as they yes. assume there will be. So actually that's, that's, it's good information. Yeah. yeah. No drama is good. No drama llama. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I have the same situation obviously, cause I'm dating a German. So, I mean, so I know how you mean. It's like, as long as you're there and you're smiling, they can still see that they can still get a sense of who you are, even though they don't quite understand what you're saying. You know? Right. Yeah, and like my, my first encounter was uh, a bit awkward. Like the, so the first time when I was <clears throat> I was going to meet her parents, and the same day, right in the morning, I had a, a neck muscle cramp, so ah. I literally couldn't move. Oh no! So <laughs> and that was a bit awkward. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, like robotic <laughs> motion, and. I'm sure they would think I'm I'm some weirdo, but uh, it, it went smooth. Oh, but, but but they were sympathetic and yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> I actually am a weirdo. <laughs> no, but again, that's awesome to hear that. It's it goes it go it can go well. There doesn't necessarily have to be drama. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Before we end it, if you have any quick advice to give anybody moving. Germany, what is it? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, despite the stereotypes of Germans and other things, like people are really nice and generally good-hearted. Maybe the first encounter be, might seem cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically Berlin has also a thing called Berliner Schnauzer. That's yeah, it, yeah. Which is, so there is a literally word for this Berliner <laughs> arrogance. But it, it gets better after a while. That's good advice. I yeah. like that. Yeah, just like don't worry too much. Eventually, it'll pass. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and plus, less people know yeah. that they're going. Th- it's not just. It's not that people just hate them. It's just that they're going to be slightly cold to them to everybody who's new. You know, right. it's just yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not just a like a directed hatred. They hate everyone equally. <laughs> exactly. And 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 isn't that beautiful? I think it's beautiful. <laughs> It's an equal opportunity <laughs> hate. It's yeah. Hey, on that note, yeah. hey, thank you so much for being on the show, Prayag. 
Yeah, thanks, Pryog. Like it, it's Thank it's been great. Good, some, yeah. that was fun. Some good, uh, gonna boost people's confidence now that they I know. I think so. Yeah, it was a very positive interview. I think. I think so. Like yeah. he, Pryog showed the the light side of the tunnel. You know, like and for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, Pryog has had a smile on his face the whole time, <laughs> and it's amazing. Thank you, Pryog, for joining. Maybe we'll have you back on at some other point. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, so that, that was really fun. Uh, again, thank you to Pryog. Yeah, um, really glad Pryog came on. And again, like we've been friends for years, but um, and so uh, some of those stories I knew, but actually, uh, all new to me. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, a lot was quite new to me. Uh, you know, because like you know when you meet somebody, there's just certain things you don't really talk about. So specific, very specific things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, I, I I had a really good time with him. I like Pryog. I want to see you again uh, sometime soon, Pryog. Yeah, and I think his stories can give a lot of you confidence because you know you, you of course you hear all the drama and the horror stories, right? But he like a lot of things just went his way, and I don't even mean like in a complete you know this is like a a, a fluke kind of a thing, but right. like, it shows that like people can be kind to you, you can get that apartment, things can work out, yeah, and and, 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 and generally I, what I, what I loved about. Um, what I like about Pryog a lot is he's super positive. You know, everything is like super positive. And I, I really dig the positive vibe. And I think yeah. that's a general lesson to everybody. We should all be more positive generally. Absolutely. You know, because... Uh, Especially I, in Berlin. Yeah. Even back when I lived in Vienna, I met so many people that they moved there. They had this plan of doing this thing. And within a month or two, they said, oh, I'm moving back to the States. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like why? And they, But they just got so negative about it. Like, like... Oh, the one job I applied to said no. Got to move back. Or, you know, yeah, I've heard that a million times. You know, well. they just get negative so like they give up so quickly, and it's like, hey, dude, just give it the the what do they call it? The college try? Is that his phrase? Give, it the, give it the old uh, college, college try. try. I don't even know what that means, but yeah, they, like, just give it give it the six months. Like, like do your best, be positive, exactly. and uh, and again, like your positivity, it it's people see it and maybe they respond in a different way to you. I don't know. Like, For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a kind of a saying, right? You, 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 you get what you give out, something like that. Right. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that. What's that one book, the secret that's like, Oh, if you're positive, you'll a Ferrari will just show up in your garage or whatever, you know, the, but I'm not talking Chicken about that. Chicken soup for the soul. Nah, there's just, I think it's called the secret. <laughs> I think it's called the secret. There's some book that says like, if you will it, it just happens, which is no, not, that's, I, I've never read the book. So I uh, don't, <laughs> but uh, anyways, just saying. <laughs> okay. Anyways. But supposedly that's what it's so, about. So the thing is also... I'm going to need a, a, yeah. a splash. Before we even get to... I'm going to try to pop it again. It got worse. No, it got better. Before, <laughs> that's, not, that's better? Before we get that's to the review... Pop. Um, Thank you. I got to say, like, throughout this whole interview, I've been drinking this like a fish. Me too. I don't know if you noticed it, but like I poured you some more. I don't know if you noticed when you were talking about Wow, I did not notice actually, and I finished that. Um, yeah, you did. It, but and drinking it by like fish is because it's <laughs> so good. I know it's such a small bottle. I, I, okay, we're it's, not, it's good as a small we, bottle. We don't have a problem. It's this is tiny bottle. Trust us. Like a normal whiskey bottle is a 0.7 or a 0.75. This yeah. is a 0.5, so it's it's uh, 250 milliliters less. So drinking half. Okay. Um, cheers! Cheers! <laughs> I'm loving it so much. I don't know why I'm like drinking and looking at it again. I've been drinking this whole night, and it's the whole good. night I've been thinking I'm thoroughly enjoying this whiskey. 
It's so easy to drink. It's so easy to drink. It's because it's so tasty. And, and, it, and it's, it's like, it's just enough burn. It's like not too much. And again, it's like, it's truly, you get like hints of rye and then hints of smoky, which of course, because it's smoky rye. You, you know. and, and, and again, before we do the final review, let me read um, everything. So this, this is, again, the Stork Club Smoky Rye Whiskey, down to earth, bold in flavor, 100% German rye. And now bold. I'll read the back, which I wanted to do earlier. Please I'll do. do it now. Yeah. A healthy amount of our smoky rye whiskey was aged in ex-Lafroig barrels. It was expertly blended with individual toasted barrels from American and German Napoleon oak to create a marvelous, smoky, sweet, and complex rye whiskey. Enjoy it neat, will you? <laughs> you know what? Funny that they write that. I would never think of not enjoying it neat. So. I know, right? And it says, tasting notes, dark toffee, rye bread, and Parma ham, barbecue, and spices. Hold on. <laughs> What? That that's a good turn. Okay, barbecue. I can see that. Now I can see the rye bread. Thing is, I have no idea what Parma ham is. I know what ham is, but what's Parma ham? Um, like like kind of like a prosciutto, I think. I'd have to have it. It may maybe make more sense if I've had it. Have you had Parma ham? Yeah, of course. Do you taste the Parma? I don't, I don't taste ham in this, or okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pleb. I just don't taste these things they put in the back of the bottles. The thing is, it's it's fine if. See, the thing is, like, regardless, we both really like the whiskey. So, like, it doesn't matter if you taste what they want you to taste. As long as you enjoy the taste. Like, there's no there's no snobbery with whiskey. It's just like you... you oh, there's a lot of snobbery. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like... We're not part of that right here. This this room, there's no snobbery. It's... Safe space. Does it taste good or not? It's a, it's a, it's a whiskey safe space. If it's five-buck whiskey, but you like it, then cool. Like... That's it. Who cares? Yeah. I'm going... Um, I'm going my gut right now. I'm going nine. That's what, that was exactly what I was gonna say. No shit, really. Yeah, that was my gut from from the moment you poured it earlier. It was I was like, that's a nine. I can't give it a ten, but I can't give it worse than a nine. I didn't. And I didn't want to give it a nine. I don't want to. Why? Why, like, why do you it, want to be mean? Because like stork is just they're too, they're too consistent. Every stork we've had has been like eight or nine. Have we given any stork less than a nine? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. So I, like I was like, all right, someone's you know. Not nine, but it's a nine. I like it. It, yeah, it, it, it. it pleases my tongue. My whole body is enjoying it right now. Um, Again, it's 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 not. It's something that doesn't. You don't. It doesn't. It's not reminiscent of any other whiskey that I've had. You know, there's no. a lot of whiskeys you have, and you're like, oh, that tastes like a blank. It tastes like yeah, it's very. It, it's very much on its own. It's on its own. It's yeah. its own little uh, king of its castle or queen of its castle. I don't know. Um, so I, I think it's. There's no problem giving them nine because they just put out good stuff. Stork was so, a good stuff. If you get some stork, get some stork. If you wait, if you get some stork, you get some stork. If you can get some stork, oh, get it. Get some stork. Yeah, we we will be honest. It's not like the easiest whiskey to get a, obtain. There's only like a few places online you can get it. True. Um, and this one, I don't even think it's in stores yet. It might be. I'm not sure, but at, uh, le at least not this bottle. I mean, I don't know. It says limited release, so maybe that's only. But a lot of things say that, and it's not really limited. I don't know. I, either way, if you can get it, um, I really recommend that you get it. Do it. Yes. And again, um, thank you for listening. We didn't say this before for the first time. 
if you like everything, give us a five-star rating on, on Apple, on Apple, whatever. And go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on the Instagram, the usual, the usual. We are agdwpodcast.com. And on Instagram at... You don't need the at. We've talked about this before. I'm going at americans.in.germany.podcast. And, you know... See, we could have been like, La Mar- like a Marie Tischner who... All, all of her names are exactly the same. Yeah. We did not do that. We, we are not. Um, we are forcing them to remember different names. Well, we have a long name, which is also our fault, too. So, sorry. Because um, our Instagram could have just been agdw.podcast. It could have been. That's it. And but it's, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. I mean, we could change it, but at this point. Yeah, no. It's too late. No, thanks. Just go to our website, yeah. agdwpodcast.com. Let's, end, let's end this, brother. You know, you're, you're, you're probably done listening at this point. If, if, you're, if you're listening right now. Do something else in your life. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.